Hey friends, this is Michael Bohm with Youth Apologetics Training. Today we're going to keep going with this series about the new apostolic reformation. Uh, I'm talking about today this end times transference of wealth. And, you know, just to start off, I want to read this to you. This is a uh, an advertisement that I found on the ElijahList.com website. Uh, it is for a 2010... Uh, wealth transference uh, conference, and even though the conference is, is long past, I just want to read this to you so you can get a feel for the type of language that's being used in this movement. I think this just really gives you a nice rounded feel for what we're dealing with here, and there's even a few false prophecies that get sprinkled into this uh, advertisement, but I, I just want to read this to you. I think you guys are going to find this fascinating. It is called the Transference of Wealth Conference 2010. Uh, the article is titled, It's Your Time for Wealth. Sounds like a book by Joel Osteen or something. It's your time for wealth. And the purpose, it goes on, says purpose. The Transference of Wealth 2010 conference is a strategic gathering geared towards preparing you for the transfer of wealth that God is depositing into the body of Christ this season, exclamation point. thought I'd throw that in there. This will be a key prophetic gathering for this year that will launch us toward forward into the new decade. At the beginning of the year, the Spirit of the Lord spoke profoundly to me that this was the year where God would strategically shift mem- members of the body of Christ, moving them into their places of inheritance and prosperity, divinely orchestrating circumstances so that the wealth that we are destined to possess would be transferred into our lives. False prophecy going on. The Lord showed me that in 2010, he would release several different income streams and that it would be likened unto Genesis 2.10. False prophecy didn't happen. By the way, he brings up Genesis 2.10. I had to look that up because I'm thinking, I don't, I'm not following. I can't think of anything in Genesis chapter 2 that would have anything to do with wealth. Well, oh, you know, when you, when you hear the old saying, um, when you're a hammer, everything looks like a nail. Well, you know, I've run with these crowds, so I can say this. But uh, to a lot of these prosperity gospel teachers, I swear, it just feels like every scripture they read looks like some kind of a promise for wealth. I, You know what, guys? I know that sounds extreme, but I've run with these people, and I swear it just seems like that's the way they think. Now, listen to this scripture, and you tell me, do you hear money here? Uh, Genesis chapter 2, verse 10, And a river went out of Eden to water the garden, and from thence it was parted and became into four heads. I thought so. I know. I heard it, too. It was like, I know. That is all about income streams. Because that's what God's talking about right there, clearly. But I digress. Let's move forward. And so moving on, there will be a release of wealth through creativity in 2010. Uh, This is odd. That will cause people to think a thing. That will produce kingdom ideas that have the potential to produce billions of dollars in revenue. There will be something unusual that will happen for kingdom citizens 
that will grab what God is saying. And I have a comment on that too. You know, when you're running in these types of groups, you also get this, this strange uh, mentality where, where when God provides a blessing, let's say he gives you a gift of health or wealth, because that's kind of where their mindset is. Um, just because God gave you that gift, or maybe he gave you the gift of deliverance, uh, he gave you the gift of some kind of healing, gave you the gift of something. You have to receive that gift. You have to claim that gift, all right? And so bringing that forward to this end-time transfer of wealth, you have to receive that gift. You have to claim it with your words. Does that make sense? Uh, go back to my series on the Word of Faith movement where I start talking about the law of attraction, those who are not exhibiting faith, those who are not claiming this end-time transference of wealth with their words, according to the types of things you hear from this crowd, will not receive that end-time transference of wealth. So you have a nice little out. If it doesn't work out and there is no end-time transference of wealth, well, then you can say, well, you guys didn't receive it. You did not claim it. You didn't have the faith. Or... If you had somebody pray over you and they said, your cancer is healed, your multiple sclerosis is healed, whatever, you know, this thing that you can't see is healed, and suddenly a couple weeks later it turns out you still have that problem, it's because you didn't receive it. You did not claim it in faith. You did not walk in your healing. You didn't walk in the blessing, the victory, <laughs> okay? All right, and so there's there's this there's this feeling of well, gosh, if the miracle that I just told this person doesn't pan out, well, I have an out because I can always just say, well, you didn't walk in it, you didn't receive it. All right, and so moving on, the transference of wealth 2010 conference will prepare you to. Oh, this is this is fascinating stuff. Will prepare you to understand the war over the transfer of wealth being transferred into the hands of the kingdom of God from the grip of the enemy. Another point, receive keys to break the power of poverty and lack. Now, guys, right now, I'm going to give you this for free. This is totally out of the scope of this podcast, but I right now will give you the keys to break the power of poverty and lack. Here it is. I'm serious. I'm actually not joking. Action. You have to take action. If you want to... If you want to break out of whatever situation you're in, you have to take action. If you're going to try and start a business, you got to do something. It's not so much what you know or who you know, although those things help. Absolutely. They're very important. But if you're not taking action, you're not going anywhere. So what are you, what are you doing today to get yourself where you need to be tomorrow? All right, now, again, this isn't a money podcast, it's not a success podcast, but I'm just saying, if you're not taking action, you ain't getting there. Don't expect it on a silver platter, or don't expect it like the the uh, previous, you know, the hyper-charismatic church that I came from. I would often, I would oftentimes hear him talk about some fictitious, I, I, I'm sure, church out there, congregation out there, somewhere in the world where there's no cameras and no one there to see it, waking up and walking outside and seeing their front lawn covered in precious gems and jewels. 
I know it's it's kind of comical. It's a, it's a little laughable. Yes, God has the ability to fill up your front lawn with Rice Krispies, plastic forks, or precious jewels and gems. He can do this. But I mean, is he going to do this? Do we just sit around and wait for God to bless us, or do we go out and do our best to take care of our family and and be aggressive in this world? Or do we, like the ants, go out, work hard, and uh, store up for our family? You know what I mean? Do we go out there and, uh, well, the Bible said, says if you don't work, you don't eat. It also says, he who provideth not for his household is worse than an infidel. All right? And so we don't sit around and wait for God to pour out some blessing on us. Sure, we pray for it. That's, I mean, that's all fine, I suppose. But I suppose if you want to be wealthy, and I know for the love of money is the root of all evil, the love of money. So I guess as a Christian, you need to really check yourself before you wreck yourself. <laughs> you you got to check your, your motives if you're really interested in wealth anyway. But uh, suppose your motives are clean and pure. Uh, don't be sitting around waiting for a check to come in the mail or jewels to show up in your front yard. Get out there and do something and make it happen. And so anyway, you can have that one for free. Moving on, receiving the anointing for wealth. You guys just received the anointing, so you don't need to go to this conference now. Moving on, receive new strength to war, prophesy, and break through. Another point, understand how to position yourself to receive the transfer of wealth. Okay. Uh, another one, become strong and do great exploits for the kingdom. Next one, dethrone the spirit of mammon that tries to rule over your fa finances. Oh, and that's another thing. Everything is a spirit. You know, if, if a woman tries to manipulate you or control you, well, then she's got the spirit of Jezebel. If a man is a little bit limp-wristed, maybe a little effeminate, little maybe not as manly-manly as he should be, well, then he has a spirit of Ahab. Uh, you know, or you, if you have problems with lust or pornography, you have a spirit of pornography or lust. You, you know what I'm saying? There's always a spirit attached to these types of things. No, you know, there is no spirit of mammon over your finances. Uh, you know, oh man, there's so many reasons why you might have a problem with your finances. And really, I mean, I can only speculate. Everybody's got their issues, right? It might just be that you don't take action. It might just be that someone in your family died or had a nasty car wreck. All right. But it's not the spirit of mammon. It, it could be a health problem that you deal with. It could be something else. All right. But it's not the spirit of mammon. Moving on, uh, receive the spoils of war. Boy, that's, that's a little creepy. Moving on, understand how kingdom wealth is vital to establishing God's covenant. Uh, take the keys of the kingdom and war through prayer and intercession for release of wealth and inheritance. Heaven and earth are aligning. This September, a mighty move of God will be released out of Oklahoma City that will help unlock the destiny of this nation. It is time for God's army to rise and shine with glory and new strength. Expect to receive a kairos uh, word. That, that Basically, that means it's a Greek word, kairos, that means like a timely 
a right on time, perfectly timed word, all right, for one of the most crucial times in history that will bring reformation and a deeper revelation of covenant as well as personal ministry to help you go forth with wisdom, insight, new favor, and strength. And that's the end of the article. I just want to read that to you because really it, it, it does give you a feel of the type of mentality that you're dealing with. This is exactly the type of uh, uh, language that I would encounter amongst the different uh, mega churches that I visited through various, uh, um, boy, I almost called it mission trips. They weren't mission trips, but they were the various trips that the hyper-charismatic church I was part of would take. We went out to Toronto a few times for the laughing Toronto airport revival stuff. And we went up to Ted Haggard's church at one point in Colorado Springs. We went to another church up in Kansas City. Uh, but you go to these different types of movements, and it's all money, money, money. I mean, it, if you're not talking about money, you're talking about health. And if you're not talking about health, well, maybe you're just rolling around on the floor laughing hysterically or running through a fire tunnel uh, and then falling on the floor and twitching around or laughing hysterically. You know, it, there's just – there is just a focus on things that have nothing to do with the Bible and the gospel. Uh, you know, these types of movements, you rarely see them out there actually preaching the gospel, sharing the truth, you know, showing people that they are sinners in need of a Savior and showing them the bad news and then showing them the good news that Christ died in their place taking the punishment they deserve on that cross, doing that for us. They, you don't see these people out there doing that, that. I mean, every once in a while, to their credit, you will see some of them go out there and do that. Uh, but for the most part, there is this preoccupation with health and wealth, all right, and other bizarre things like fighting imaginary monsters, uh, breaking generational curses, and, and the like. And so you get this feeling in this movement that God is just, he's like our heavenly banker. You know, he's just up there with this big uh, heavenly bank account, and he's waiting for, for us to claim and receive a withdrawal from the bank. All right, here you go. Oral Roberts, in his books on sea faith called God the Source Like a Bank, he says this, God builds a personal storehouse for the giver in which he stores up the miracles we will need in each of our due seasons. That is the cumulative effect. All right. And, you know, he's talking about miracles here, but you get that same feel from this, this, uh, uh, new apostolic reformation crowd where God has this heavenly bank account and you just have to receive that money. Sometimes you got to send the angels to go get it or God's just got this mega download, this, or this, this, pile of billions of dollars to give out to all the saints in the last days so that we can take dominion. And when you have these believers talking in this kind of way, when you have new apostolic reformation slash dominion theology type uh, believers who are speaking in this kind of way, well, it makes the world nervous. And I suppose at times rightfully so. I mean, there's things that they say that you have to raise an eyebrow and say, wait a minute, that, that sounds a little fishy, guys. Uh, you know, for, for example, uh, here's one from Pat Francis, also definitely, certainly part of this 
New Apostolic Reformation slash Word of Faith slash Dominion Theology type crowd. She says, if you belong to Christ, then you are Abraham's seed, and then you become heirs according to the promise. What was the promise? We saw it before in Deuteronomy 1. You must possess the land that somebody now owns. Oh, boy. Praise God. You are going to pass by properties today when you go out and just say to them, enjoy the time you have in there, baby. I'm coming in to take that. Oh, man. Oh, man. All right, guys. I think I've ranted on this long enough. You get the feeling. You get the idea. The end time transference of wealth. Tomorrow I'm going to tie in one last thing. There's well, there's somewhat of a New Age tie-in to this whole end-time transference of wealth thing that I thought I might bring up because it is a little fascinating. It's a little dark. It's a little scary. So I'll stop right there, friends. If you'd like to chat about this, you can catch me on Google+, Facebook, Twitter, and myworldviewpage.com. Uh, also, friends, uh, if you like what I'm doing, please share this and get these messages out. Uh, it just helps People learn the truth and, well, equip believers out there. So with that, I love you guys, and I'll see you tomorrow.